the Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook, talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them. The word you mentioned a few times there, and, and you mentioned it quite a bit in the beginning as well, was anxiety. Um, yes. And it's a word that gets, I think, branded about a lot. You know, when whenever yeah. I get new customers coming to me, they always talk about having anxiety. So I think the, the, the two questions I'd like to ask you around that, one is quite the, the broad question of what is anxiety? You know, if you were defining it, what is it? And the second one tying into that is, do you think that people use it too flippantly? Do you think you'll get someone that's a little bit nervous because it's a driving test or so nothing, you know, it's, it's different. So they class that as anxiety. Yes. Right. Can we deal with that second point yeah. first? So I'm a mentor on the How to Pass Your Driving Test Facebook group, which has got about 16,000 members. I also do a lot of work with Driving Test Success with the 4-in-1, and they have the Learner Hub. So there must be 20 posts on there every day. I'm really nervous. I suffer anxiety. I've got my driving test coming up. I'm really anxious. I would say probably out of all of those posts, only one or two of them have got full-blown um, general anxiety or specific anxiety disorders. It's just like saying, oh, I'm dyslexic. And it might just be somebody that muddles a couple of letters up as opposed to um, statemented and diagnosed with dyslexia. So it is um, a banded about phrase. So there's no doubt that anxiety is on the increase. We know this. But then, as you say, Terry, it's a used phrase so often. And what frustrates me, I think, and lots of the other instructors is it's used as an emotional crutch quite often. It's used as an excuse. So they'll go, oh, I failed today due to nerves. Now, yes, they may have done. And where mine and Chris's techniques come in is it's beneficial for a learner who is at the required standard, who the instructor thinks can drive to the standard, who is driving independently without their instructor's help, but just goes to pieces on the day because of the stress hormones, cortisol and adrenaline, causing brain fog, brain freeze, and this anticipatory anxiety, shutting down the peripheral vision, shutting down the hearing, so it's auditory exclusion. Um, they're in the right lane. All of a sudden, they turn left for no apparent reason, whereas normally they can cope. So this is where all the techniques come in. What they won't do is help anybody to pass who can't drive. It's not going to help a PDI or um, pass a part three or an ADI, the Sanders check, if they're a rubbish instructor. What this will do is reduce the anxiety so they can perform under pressure. So that's a long answer, but yes, people use it as an excuse. They will often say, I failed due to nerves when they might have been nervous because they knew deep down they weren't at the required standard. Yeah. When I do um, a one-to-one session with people on Zoom, we can pretty easily find out with Q&A techniques whether it really is down to anxiety or whether they're just not ready. Yeah. So that was the second question. Uh, what was the first one? What is, <laughs> um, no, sorry. Uh, what is anxiety? If you were to sort of give, put a defi- definition on it. Oh, goodness me. This is where you probably need Chris to give you a definitive answer. Because anxiety, fears, phobias can come in very many forms. Hmm. As far as thought, feel, therapy for the techniques I use, you will use the techniques, whether you describe it as overwhelm, fear, stress, nerves, panic, anxiety. In terms of the thought, feel, therapy, 
that is a different name for the same emotion in terms of what I do. In terms of what Chris does, he would say there's a very big difference if somebody suffers a general anxiety disorder or it's a specific anxiety disorder, is driving the cause or is it the outcome of something else? So it might be sat next to an examiner, scares the bejesus out of them because they're worried that they might fail. Well, that will be test nerves. Yeah. The lady yesterday who's suffering grief, postnatal depression as well, the driving anxiety isn't the cause, that's the outcome of other things. So this is where Chris and I, we really drill down and that all the new workshops that we're planning for this year and next year, we're delving into the psychology a lot more for instructors. So they can really tell when a pupil says, oh, I'm really anxious. Well, is it genuine anxiety? Is it gad? Is it sad? Or is it just they're a bit nervous because they don't want to do the hill start at the busy, busy roundabout? Yeah, I think the, there's a difference in there between, like you said, genuine nerves and just not liking something. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, I mean, a personal example for me was uh, I'm going back many years now to when I had my driving test. I I failed my first driving test miserably, um, and I'm not blaming my instructor. I think I've told this story before on this show, but I've not I'm not blaming my instructor, but I wasn't prepared. You know, they told me I was. Uh, it's like the example was, so they asked me to do a parallel park and I'd never practiced parallel parks. So ah, the test good. went miserably. Um, but I went in really confident because everything that I'd practiced, I could do well. Mm. The problem was there were loads of stuff <laughs> I <hadn't> practiced. <laughs> yeah. But that one wasn't your fault, was it? No. I mean, look, I you know, I always look back and I think now it, it was different then. There was less internet and that kind of stuff. I look back and I think... I still could have checked. I didn't just have to rely on my instructor. You know, I take a bit of responsibility. I think I could have asked my friends what they've done. I could have asked my parents. And then when my dad had said, oh, have you practiced parking? And I'm like, no, you know, so I still take a bit of responsibility. But yes, it, it was largely on the instructor. But the thing that sticks in my head was the second test, which I also failed miserably. And the reason I failed miserably was because I, all I could think about was my first test and yes. how badly it went. And there was this fear thinking, well, what else do I know? And it was a, I would class it as a fear at the time that it's always stuck with me. And I think I've told this one before, I got in the wrong car on the test. Um, <laughs> I remember at the side of the road and he had a, a Ford Fiesta, a black Ford Fiesta with just L plates on or an L top box or it was. And I thought, and there were two, part, you know, one in front of her. And I thought, I don't know which it is. I thought, I'll press the unlock button on the key. Yeah. Whichever one opens, that must be mine. Anyway, the last two's kite one must have pressed it at the same time because I saw the first <laughs> one open. I jumped in and steering wheel's like, I'm like crammed up in the front seat and I'm, and it didn't register. You can't stretch it six foot yeah. down to steering wheel in her car. Yeah, I'm just thinking, something's not right here. And uh, the examiner opened the door and went, I think you're in the wrong car. I'm like, yeah, I think I might be. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it had a massive impact. And I, I think I passed fourth time. Because the third test I did, my nerves had settled a bit. But I think by that, I made a silly mistake on that third one, but I think by that third one, I'd kind of accepted I could drive. That yes. There was nothing I hadn't practised. So when I went to the fourth, I'm like, no, I can do this. I've demonstrated there's nothing. The only thing that could change is like a random situation. Of course. And then because I'd, I accepted that and calmed down, I went and passed. And I think that, that to me, that's always been um, that's always been my... My example of that anxiety, of that fear from that first somewhere, it's all just going to go wrong. Absolutely. And I think that the issue is, I mean, 
again, picking up on a few points there. And um, one of the main ones is whether you're thinking with calm frontal lobe, calm, logical, rational thought, or whether you're doing your chimp thinking, which we can talk about, is irrational, illogical, emotional thinking. And when you went to that other test, having failed the first one, you are not focusing on the now, not focusing on the present. You're focusing on what's gone before. And I'm trying to think of a nice way of saying this, but I heard this <laughs> without swearing and sounding very, very unladylike. But it's hard to do. So if you I'll just if go you, for it, if you'll forgive me, I saw one the other day, and if you notice with your learners, they're quite often they're not in the now. They're focusing on what they've just done or what they're just about to do. And then you end up with this little error that then becomes a snowball effect because they make one error and it goes on and on and on. It sort of self-perpetuates. And I saw this the other day and I thought, do you know what? That is so funny. And that's if you've got one foot in the past, one foot in the present, so in the future, you're actually whittling, you're pissing on your present. There <laughs> <laughs> isn't a lady like way of saying and I thought that is so true with the learners and with PDIs or with ADIs for standards check. So you've got a PDI who's got a learner with them. The PDI is focusing so much on what they just said to the learner at that last roundabout and what they're going to be saying to the to the learner when they come to the next roundabout, that they're not focusing on where they are now. Yeah. And that's where they miss so much. And the same for the learners as well. So if you can use mind and process techniques to take away the trauma, the upset, the frustration, the intimidation, or whatever emotion is still hanging off on the previous test. A bit like emptying the inbox in your computer, so it's almost like a clean slate. Then you can go into the next test, focusing on the now. So it doesn't matter that you failed your test at this roundabout a month ago. It doesn't matter that was then, this is now. There's no emotional attachment to it. The Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them.